0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch.
1: And I'm Josh Hyman.
0: And we got a fun episode for you today. We're going to be talking about Jaden Schwartz, potential talks, with the Colorado Avalanche as well as the Seattle Kraken. We're also going to be talking about how good we think the Seattle Kraken team will be after the expansion draft goes underway tomorrow. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about Locked on NHL because Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap for all of your hockey news. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league, so subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. So like I said, subscribe to Locked on NHL today wherever you get podcasts. All right, Josh. So report came out. I believe it was Elliot Friedman on 31 thoughts said Seattle Kraken are big fans of Jaden Schwartz and said he wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Schwartz was actually selected in the expansion draft with the Kraken's pick for the St. Louis blues. What are your thoughts on this? There's a lot of Jaden Schwartz fans out there. He's been with the team for a long time. I would love to see him back with this team, but I would also love to see some cap space allocated in his absence and if you've got a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, who you could still potentially trade, and Vince Dunn, who could be a key part of this team moving forward, or you could trade him, I think Jaden Schwartz being selected in this expansion draft could be a best case scenario for the Blues. But what are your takes on this, Josh?
1: We've spent like the last week pretty much talking about Tarasenko or Dunn. Who's Seattle going to take? And it's pretty easy to forget that there are, you know, 20 other guys that the Blues have left exposed that Seattle could also pick. Now, obviously. Out of those 20 guys, maybe three of them are, are potential picks for Seattle, you know, in Tarasenko, Dunn, and Schwartz. But I think I am definitely guilty of kind of completely ruling out Schwartz being picked by Seattle up until you mentioned that rumor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, huh. They, they might pick Jaden Schwartz. That, that would make sense. First of all, I think it would make a lot of sense for Seattle. I think, it, you know, if you're not taking Vladimir Tarasenko because of whatever reasons that they may have, then you then you immediately assume oh Vince Dunn would make sense, but maybe they're maybe they're looking at the defensive pool and seeing that, that left defense is kind of is kind of stacked in terms of players that are available, and maybe they'd rather rather go after uh, a left wing who is probably one of the most underrated players in the league. In Jaden Schwartz um, was an absolute monster for the Blues in their playoff run. Has always been a key piece of this team. You know, you look at the stats of the Blues record with Schwartz versus the Blues record without Schwartz. The difference is outstanding um, you know it reminds me of that the season before the cup one cup run where we started out on fire and then shorts went down with an injury and the season fell apart after that so clearly a very very valuable player for the St. Louis Blues but a player that has sort of flown under the radar this offseason because of all of the other rumors um, kind of forgetting the fact that he is due for a contract and not really sure whether or not the Blues are going to give that to him, but now you mentioned the possibility of Seattle taking him, and not only do I think it makes a lot of sense for Seattle to take a guy like him, he could be one of their best forwards, could be you know, one of the faces of their team and a great locker room guy, a great motivator, um, sort of like a, a, needle, a subtle needle mover like we always talk about, not necessarily a superstar, but a guy that's going to help win new hockey games, does all the right things, um, and is skilled in every every aspect of the game. So the flip side of that is, I do absolutely agree that that would be best case scenario for the St. Louis Blues. You know, now you're you're still able to potentially trade Vladimir Tarasenko if Jaden Schwartz gets selected and keep or trade Vince Dunn as well. Um, I feel like we've been talking the, these past few episodes as if, if it's going to be an either or: either the Blues lose Vince Dunn and trade Tarasenko, or the Blues lose Taras- lose Tarasenko and can keep Vince Dunn. But now there's this third scenario. Of The Blues get to keep both of them and have a lot more flexibility in terms of trading either both of them or keeping Vince Dunn or whatever they want to do. So I think that in terms of flexibility for the Blues, this would be the best case scenario considering they may not even have brought Schwartz back regardless of whether or not Seattle takes him. So in in my opinion, this is what unfortunately I'm hoping Seattle does and in, in being taken Jaden Schwartz, obviously, If it were up to me, they'd take nobody because I love all the St. Louis Blues players dearly. It might be the best case scenario for the Blues if Jaden Schwartz gets selected by Seattle because it would give them the most flexibility with what is inevitably going to be a very complicated offseason.
0: There's a lot of things that I'm curious about regarding this situation with Jaden Schwartz. One, I know the Blues have been talking with him in terms of like a contract, but how close or how far off? are those numbers. It sounds like the blues are very big on Gabriel Landeskog. And if the blues get Landeskog or Landeskog doesn't return to the avalanche, that would be when uh, Jaden Schwartz would come into play for them. Or Zach Hyman, I believe was mentioned as well. But it also sounds like Jaden Schwartz is drawing the interest of the Vancouver Canucks. And so for me, if I'm the Seattle Kraken and you're using that expansion draft pick, on a player who is going to be a free agent and you're just extending that negotiation period, I would have to be almost 100% sure that he's going to sign... with you, right? And so the fact that they're even having this discussion and talking about this and saying that they're interested in him and all those things makes me think that that is a possibility. But like I said, I would have to be 100% sure that he is going to sign with the team. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes from here. But I do think he would be a key asset to the Kraken. I think every good team in the NHL has one guy or a couple of guys that are just extremely talented at hounding the puck and making it difficult for defensive zone exits and guys just to try to get into their zone and I think when he's playing at his best Jaden Schwartz is one of the best in the league at that I don't think we saw that last season because of a large number of things and obviously there was a lot of things weighing on his mind but I do think he's still capable of playing that style of hockey and I do think regardless of where he goes he's going to try and max out his money on this essentially his last big deal he's 29 years old now he's getting up there in age like I said I still think he can excel and play for a team but I I think this is going to be the the top of the mountain for him in terms of making money
1: i think jaden schwartz makes any team that he's on better it makes any line that he's on better so it would make a lot of sense for seattle to take him but i'll just i'll just say this now my, my blues jersey collection is going to take a, a real hit this off season i believe i have five jerseys and two of them are jaden schwartz and vladimir tarasenko so gonna have to be folding up some jerseys and, and putting them up in the closet for next season um could 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 really take a hit to my my collection so it's gonna be painful. Um, expansion draft or not. you always hate to see players, especially as players as beloved as Jaden Schwartz and Vladimir Tarasenko, um, no longer with, with the team. But I wish, you know, I hope that both of them are able to, like you said, sort of bounce back and have success with whatever team they end up on this, this next season.
0: And if you're Jaden Schwartz, I don't think you could blame him for wanting to go to a brand new team, especially after seeing how Vegas did in their first couple of seasons. It's the shiny brand new car that Everyone's kind of looking at it in the league and it'd be exciting for anyone to go there. But if you've got a shiny brand new car but you want to pimp it out a little bit, want to grab some new parts for it, whatever it might be, you can do that with our friends over at Rock Auto because with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business as well. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, so you got to check them out. So Go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? Do so they know that we sent you guys? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the potential success of the Seattle Kraken. How, how good could this team be? Could they be looking at a playoff berth in a division that uh, seems to be not one of the top divisions in the league next year? It bodes well for them, so you don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. With the protection list coming out and all of these names that were left off of it that seem to have huge impacts on their teams are now exposed to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Obviously, they talked about wanting to stay cap friendly and keep that in mind and provide a little bit more wiggle room so that they can add more players down the road. But how good do you think this team will be right off the jump? Do you think they make a lot of noise with the players that they select? Uh, And will that team chemistry that we've seen with the Blues was so crucial to them winning the Stanley Cup and was so detrimental to them these last couple of seasons where they can't hang out with the bros. uh, They can't go get some beers after the game. It's, It's hard to build that team chemistry within a singular season. So what are we looking at? In terms of a projection for the Seattle Kraken.
1: It's interesting because I really feel like there are two different approaches that Seattle could take um, in this expansion draft. And I do think teams are going to be a little bit more wary of, of sort of the Vegas approach that I'll get into here in a second. But um, the reason why I think Vegas had so much success in their expansion draft and kind of were so much better than what everyone expected them to be is they didn't just look at the protection list and say okay who is the best player on each of these teams Vegas was very diligent and very creative and not only did they look for good players but they said okay who are players that have been mismanaged have been poorly utilized on these teams um, and William Carlson's a prime example was was playing like a third line role in Columbus Vegas said I think he can do better than that brought him in as a first line center and put up forty goals so. That being said, I do think teams are going to be a little bit more wary of that and not just sort of leave guys that they maybe have valued higher than just their point totals maybe and hope that Seattle doesn't notice that. I would suspect that Seattle has sort of a similar strategy and they're not just going to be going out and taking Carey Price, Mark Giordano, Vladimir Tarasenko. I think that they're going to take a long, hard look at these teams, watch a lot of tape, watch a lot of film, and say, okay, who is a third-line player that has been buried under two two good lines that we think can be a first-line player or who's a third-pairing defenseman that has been used in in an offensive defenseman role that we think can turn to a stay-at-home defenseman. Whatever it may be, I think that we're going to see some names taken that we're going to go, who? And then next thing we know, they're going to be on on Seattle's first line next year, scoring 25, 30 goals, whatever it may be. Um, There's there's a lot that goes into this, especially with hockey, where it's so hard to evaluate talent, just with how, how many guys are out there, how short their shifts are whatever. So I, I do think that Seattle is is going to be a pretty decent team next year. I think that the expansion draft format allows them to be pretty decent um, with as many players exposed as there are. Uh, I think the expectations are going to be a little weird though, with, with Vegas making the cup final in year one, Seattle is going to ultimately have to compete with that in, in a lot of people's minds, regardless of whether or not people are going to admit that. Um, anything less than that would be like, oh, well Vegas did this. So yeah, I'm sure maybe Seattle was really good and made the, and made the playoffs, but Vegas made the, the Stanley cup final. So who cares how good Seattle was, but an expansion team has no business in the playoffs, at least, you know, a- at least historically. So uh, at I least think on the first season, right. Right. So I think that Seattle is going to follow in similar footsteps to Vegas and take a bunch of guys that have just been mis- misused in their current roster or, or younger players that are just waiting to break out that haven't had the opportunity with the team that they're on now. And they're going to be able to do that and and form a really good team out of it. And now that I'm saying this, a guy that comes to mind is Vince Dunn. And it scares the crap out of me that if they are taking that approach, that they're going to say, okay, Vince Dunn is a defenseman that's shown a lot of upside, but hasn't necessarily been used to the best of his abilities by St. Louis. So maybe we take him, we just put him in the role that he is destined for and he thrives i think that's a very likely scenario um but i, I do think that they're going to do it vegas did and sort of take a 50 50 approach take ha- half guys that are just guaranteed bona fide studs you know like mark the mark andre Flurries of the world and then the other half are going to be guys that they sort of have a sneaking suspicion are going to overperform what everyone expects of them so I, I think seattle could absolutely push for a playoff spot next year especially in a weak pacific division
0: Yeah, and speaking of that weak Pacific division, so just to break it down, so next season the Kraken will be added to the Anaheim Ducks, Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers, Los Angeles Kings, San Jose Sharks, the Vancouver Canucks, and the Vegas Golden Knights. So out of that list with three teams for sure, obviously a wild card could be in play there, but from the Pacific, I don't think that's likely. Three teams are locked for the playoffs. Vegas Golden Knights, I think, are a lock. The Edmonton Oilers should be be a lock question mark I mean it's Connor McDavid and Sidle, so you would hope uh, that they are going to make the playoffs Uh, but that final spot is Los Angeles Kings they go out and acquire two top six forwards like they're talking about Uh, I, I still don't know if they're a playoff team the Calgary Flames seem pretty close but if they're shopping Matthew Kachuk and Goudreau if they move some of those guys they could play they could take a huge dip in production the Anaheim Ducks didn't have the best season last year, but if they go out and acquire a guy like Jack Eichel, that could be the boost that they need to make the playoffs. But uh, the Seattle Kraken, as well, I think, uh, could be right there. And if they're, if, if you, like if you take it down and look, like uh, we always talk about on this on this podcast, that one of the most important things for going deep in the playoffs is a goalie. And lo and behold, they have Carey Price essentially at their fingertips uh, to be selected. And I, I think if they did select Carey Price. He would immediately be first slash second best goalie in the division, if depending on how you feel about Marc-Andre Fleury moving forward. But uh, he's also much younger than I Marc-Andre Fleury. John Gibson. I feel like John Gibson is a step below both of those guys. He's good. I don't think he's he's good, but I don't think he's at that level.
1: To be fair, though, he's also been net mining for the Anaheim Ducks and has absolutely right, started, exactly. he's, he's absolutely stood on his head for like the past two or three seasons and just hasn't gotten the goal support.
0: If he's on a better team, I think he is. But regardless, I do think, like you said, the Kraken definitely have a chance to take that third spot. And so that'll be very exciting to see. Kind of what happens going on there, but it feels like we've been out of a normal hockey season for so long, like Josh and I were talking about like I don't even remember like who's in the Pacific Division having to like look it up and stuff It's because like, 'cause it's been so long since we had normal divisions. It doesn't really feel like we have a whole like idea grasp of what's going on, and maybe it'll be different uh for the players too, kind of getting back to normal, but I think probably a month in two months, maybe three months in it'll just kind of start falling into place, and we'll see a lot of players that didn't play well in the bubble and in these shortened seasons uh return to form that their teams kind of expect from them.
1: Yep. And I think that's gonna reign very true for the Blues as well. So finger fingers crossed as far as that goes. But yeah, we're gonna be seeing, I mean, the first full season of NHL hockey in, in a long time next season. Um so ho- hopefully, you know, the the Blues can, can right the ship and, and with the roster that's probably inevitably going to look very, very different next year the chemistry can can sort of maintain itself with they them having the ability to like we like we talk about a lot um, actually spend time with each other off ice and and get back to their normal routines but gotta gotta get through this crazy offseason first before we even begin to look at next year's roster.
0: Yep. And it hasn't even begun yet because it sounds like a lot of those dominoes and trades and all those things will be starting after the expansion draft that is tomorrow. But I think The St. Louis Blues might be a sleeper team next season uh, because they talked about the lack of identity and the lack of uh, just guys like hanging out and they didn't really get to form an identity as a team because they had so many guys come in that were different from their teams years before and they couldn't hang out because of COVID, because of pandemic. That might be a good sleeper team to bet on. So if you want to put some money down on them, you got to go to bet online because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all that action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC or MMA. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. You can check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. So, head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, we're going to round out today's episode talking a little bit more about the Seattle Kraken, who I think could potentially be the face of the franchise, uh, Marc Andre Fleury style for Vegas. Who's it going to be for Seattle? We're going to have that conversation next, so don't go anywhere. We've been talking about it for most of this episode, most of last episode. There are a lot of big names that are available to the Seattle Kraken in tomorrow's expansion draft. If it were up to you and you're selecting all of these guys, obviously, like you said, you don't want to take all the biggest names because then you're going to be right up against the cap and have nowhere to work, Uh, but you also don't want to be taking some of these flyer studs and then not putting a good product on the ice for your fans in your first inaugural season. So in your opinion, if you had to take one guy and who you think will be the face of the franchise next season for Seattle Kraken, do all their promo stuff and like always be in graphics and uh, kind of the poster boy of the team, who do you think it's going to be and why?
1: I think the obvious choice is Carey Price and the ownership group for Seattle has completely endorsed Carey Price for all of those reasons you just described. They are huge fans of having him be the face of their franchise and having him, like you said, do the, the press tours and all the media and all that stuff. Um, but the flip side is the ho- hockey ops group doesn't love the contract, doesn't love the injury, um, doesn't love all of that. You know the the potential baggage that comes with Carey Price, but I, I don't think that you can you can't say K- Carey Price to answer that question from a pure entertainment perspective. He is one of the best hockey players in the world, not just goalies. Um, he just dragged a Montreal Canadiens team to the Stanley Cup final and put up a somewhat valiant effort against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, he's been with Montreal for forever. He's beloved by you know pretty much everyone. I, I don't think I've ever seen people trash on Cary Price with when it comes to whatever his his, um, his charity work and his, his work with kids and all that. Um, he's very, very popular in this league so I think by far he is the, the biggest media draw that is uh, available but I, I'm not sure if Seattle loves the contract and the um, and the injury potential but yeah Gary Price, obvious choice.
0: I like that a lot and I told I said on the last episode that I do think if I'm if I'm the Seattle Kraken I'm 100% taking a flyer on Carey Price getting one of the best goalies in the game right off the jump first season don't really care about the price tag you can work everything out yeah uh, the price and, tag and those Good. and those chips and those chips can fall into place uh, afterwards but I do think it would be a smart move for Seattle Uh, That being said, I think the points that you laid out for him uh, make a lot of sense. So I'm going to try and play devil's advocate here and go with somebody else who hits a little bit closer to home. Because if you remember, there was one player for the Blues before they got Ryan O'Reilly that was handling a lot of the media stuff and handling a lot of the graphics and handling a lot of being the St. Louis Blues poster boy. And that is Vladimir Tarasenko. So I think in the event that Seattle does take Vladimir Tarasenko, and they don't take Carey Price, he could very well be the face of that franchise. And uh, how much would that sting for Blues fans watching if he does lead them to the playoffs, if they do make noise in the Stanley Cup playoffs, a brand new team, essentially led by Vladimir Tarasenko, especially after watching Ox Petrangelo do so well in the playoffs with Vegas Golden Knights, it would just feel like expansion teams are the bane of the Blues' existence. But I think at the end of the day, everyone can get on board with the idea that We're going to be rooting for Vladimir Tarasenko no matter what, especially with the way that the chips fell with him in the end. Nobody wanted... Uh, things to end this way especially with bad blood it might have ended in a trade but i didn't want it to end with him demanding a trade and getting progressively getting more upset with the team when they don't oblige by his trade request but regardless of who's on the team from the blues of regardless of who's on the team from the nhl i think i'm gonna have to be a seattle fan or just because those jerseys
1: are magnificent i love the color scheme i love the logo i love the the name and i, I just gotta i mean before Vegas, run league, really, I said I, I would say I've had a soft spot for expansion team, expansion team because I love an underdog. But I, 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 I'll be a Seattle fan, but but not a win the cup year one fan because that that that's that's not how hockey works. You gotta you gotta pay your dues.
0: So we got the expansion draft tomorrow, entry draft on Friday, free agency starts the twenty eighth. So there's gonna be a lot of news going down. You can catch it all here on the Locked On Blues podcast. But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. That way you stay up to date with who we think we're going to take in the draft, uh, what trades might be going down, what's the deal with Landis Gog, what's the deal with Kachuk. Everything to your heart's desire. You can find it right here. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at 15 You can follow Josh on Twitter and Spotify Green Room at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.